Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it after the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 25, 50, 45. Here goes Davis. Oh, my God. This is going running all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. And tonight, hey, it was BYOG bring your own guts. And they brought some guts and some heart, and they never quit until the last one. Kick is blocked. Kick it to the who the hell are we and why should you listen to anything we have to say well as far as myself i have an mba Securities licenses and clients' net worth for decades for $15 million. They have $50 million. So you only can keep clients like that if you use decision science. You use logic and you use math and you have a vast network of people that you tap in to their knowledge to benefit your clients because because of my securities and licenses, I have a fiduciary responsibility to protect the public. Now, for me to make money and live a good lifestyle here in Southern California, I have to consistently make my client money. And more than that, provide them with the right intellectual, financial resources so we all could be happy. So I translate that, my career, who I am, into sports betting to give you, of all people, the tools you need to put money in your pocket, betting on college and professional sports. Why do I do that? I do it because I just got tired of listening to the bullshit from ESPN, from Fox Sports. Constant ton, Big Ten channel, constant ton of just crap. So since I watch a lot of sports, since I have a lot of contacts in the sports industry, I decided to share information, good, solid I have a journalism background as well, well well-sourced information so we can all help each other get to the truth or at least get close to the truth. Elon Musk said, if you know the truth, you can predict outcomes. So what we do is we collaborate. The sports betting is about collaboration. We collaborate with each other to get as close to the truth as possible to predict outcomes. And since we live in a $134 trillion U.S. market, the richest country in the world, for now, there's enough money for everybody where we do not have to be over-competitive. But we teach decision science. We teach uh, mental health, mental health first aid kit. We teach... Uh, different methods, the nuts and bolts, right, of how to pick an investment. 
how to analyze an investment, right? And sports betting is an investment of your time and your money. So you have to have a very disciplined process. Uh, having a disciplined process when you start evaluating college football teams is always the big battle that you see on CNBC, that you see on Bloomberg. So get to the truth. All right. Uh, to be able to be good at procedural economics, because in sports betting, as I said, the horse racing industry. I encourage you to listen to. All right. So the discipline process, as far as sports betting is concerned, it's that big battle you see on CNBC, uh, Bloomberg, right between fundamental analysis and technical analysis. In reality, you have to use both. But for college football and sports betting, what you have to use is fundamental analysis. And within fundamental analysis, one of the top factors in evaluating an investment is corporate governance. For us, when you look at Conference USA, is who is the AD, who is the coach, who are the prominent alumni, billionaire alumni with influence, uh, who can, for lack of a better way to explain it, who can pay off the refs, right? Who's organized, who comes from a good coaching uh, tree, who comes from a good coaching uh, background, who talk their way into a job, who's actually really good at their job, who has a really good network of assisting coaches. Uh, again, the first thing you look at is fundamental analysis, who's making the decision, are the good decision makers? Number two is, are they a blue blood or a developmental team? Conference USA is going to be all developmental Coaches, coaches who can spot talent, develop talent, and develop them to a high level that we can cover or not that we bet against them. Okay. So, to that end, you got to also think that Conference USA and the Fun Belt, another smaller conference. Uh, that plays really good football, has a ton of really good coaches. One thing factor that you have to uh, mitigate is within fundamental analysis, right, which are fundamentals, factors that you use to evaluate investment. Another factor that's in the business world that involves math is marginal utility. For our purposes, marginal utility for college football, a uh, great example is uh, Joker, uh, Djokovic, or uh, I pronounced his name wrong. Well, he, everybody calls him Joker, right? He's uh, one of the greatest tennis players of all time. Won a ton of majors. He's hot right now. He just lost in the finals of Wimbledon. But he improved his stroke percentage 0.001. And he went from 200 in the world which is still phenomenal, right? Millions upon billions of people play tennis here. In the top 200, you're good. But he went from being in the top 200 to be one of the greatest players of all time by improving his stroke percentage, 0.001. For us, college football means that 
out of the top thousand players, let's say the two hundred are blue blood players to go to your Ohio States, your Alabamas, your LSU's, your Georgias, your USC, uh, two hundred one to a thousand, they're basically equal. The only thing that differentiates them is you know time in the white room, resources, motivation, so on and so forth. So that's why you see a lot of division, uh, they call them FCS teams, beat uh, Blue Bloods or beat, you know, Appalachian State beats Texas A&M last year. Uh, you know, Blue Blood against the Venomel team. The Venomel teams can win, especially early in the season, because of marginal utility. There isn't that much difference. So player who is a 201 to 1,000 can jump into that elite top 200 uh, by improving something, by having more motivation, by having more guts, by having more mental toughness. So that's why Conference USA is really good football. And as I got, I'll, I'll have a link to the top 10 rules of betting. It's made me a lot of money. Number two rule of betting is always do your research. Always do your research. So doing my research for Con Conference USA, I found out that, man, they have great coaches. We're going to see great players. We're going to see exciting games right off the bat. So a lot of people, some people listening, are going to be chasing, right? We've had over $700,000 people have reported. And probably that's, probably there's 80% more that people don't report. Because <laughs> they think maybe I want a piece of it or something. No. We're just collaborating, having a good time. So, Cousin Jimmy, $28,000. All right. Uh, one, listening to the podcast. Using the top 10 rules of bed. So, these are mountains versus Blue Blood. Conference USA is phenomenal. It's great coaches, great developmental coaches. Uh, coaches who have been cheated at other colleges. Coaches who got fired for sleeping with their secretaries at other colleges, but they can coach football and they're rehabilitating their images. So we'll get into it. The first team we're going to look at in Conference USA is Western Kentucky. The corporate governor from Western Kentucky is Tyson Helton. His brother is Gomer Helton, the head coach of Southern Georgia Southern. He used to be the head coach at USC. Daddy Helton coached. Uh, Tyson Health has been here now six years. So another factor when you're looking at developmental teams is the offensive line. Because the offensive line controls the game. You got to look at the defensive line. More importantly, uh, the offensive line, especially with the rules changes this year. Last year we did well, uh, you know, 70% college bowl season, five out of six New Year's Day. We made a lot of money. We made about $50,000 last year with college football. However, we could have done more because if you live in the past, you die in the past. That's a big thing with sports betting that you can leverage. Because sometimes the numbers are in your favor because people are betting last year's team versus this year's team. Or looking at a team's reputation versus what's going on this year. Big factors in betting uh, Conference USA. So you look at the Western Kentucky Offensive line. So with the rule changes, with six minutes left in the game, 
teams are going to try to take the air out of the ball and run the football, especially if they have a lead. Most likely, if they have a lead, they're going to run the ball, try to milk the clock. Because you can do it with six minutes out, according to Mullethead from uh, uh, Oklahoma State. I have his name in the episode now. His name escapes me at the moment, but he's been there 18 years at Oklahoma State. He always has a mullet. That's why I call him Mullethead at, at uh, Oklahoma State. And he knows something about something, right? Coach 18 years at Oklahoma State. He should know something about something. And he says about six minutes left. They are going to run out the clock. So you gotta look at that. You like look at games that are supposedly going over, they're probably gonna go under because of that. Because of that rule change. You live in the past, you die in the past. So you got to look at coaches with corporate governance. You got to look at roster management. Roster management is very important. So a guy with six years in, uh, he has a big, experienced offensive line, big ugly, as they used to call him. Uh, they have 56 starts on that offensive line that with a coach like Helton, his dad was an offensive line coach, he can get him going, all right? Uh, so when you look at Western Kentucky, they're the favorite to win the conference, but they're, again, they're not world beaters. So you got to look at uh, conference games. Look for them not to be able to co cover conference games during the season because the healthers are known for that. The healthers are known for playing up to the competition. So, as a favorite in the conference, Conference USA, and not a lot of people know or do research in Conference USA, so Vegas is going to take advantage of that. Right? So, Vegas is going to take advantage of the fact that most people don't do their research. But that's why this podcast is so valuable at this point. Uh, because we have a long track record of winning, right? Long track record of winning and doing our research. As I pull up, what's it going to take? I should have had it up before, but we had a problem with the computer. Looking at their schedule, they play us, USF. They'll never bet your own team, so I can't bet that game. USF against what's it going to take? At Ohio State. Uh, whatever the number is, look for Ohio State to cover and look for that game to go over, right? Because two offensive coaches going against each other, especially early in the season, these games go over. And coach tends to uh, play basic defenses in this game at Ohio State. The other team's going to score some points enough to get this game over. So that's what's for Kentucky. The most often than not in conference games, you're going to bet against them, against the spread. And out of conference against Ohio State, look for that game to go over. Strong offensive line. They should win their conference. Doesn't mean they're going to cover every game. They have seven guys coming back on offense and four on defense. Next thing we're going to look at is the UTEP Miners in nasty El Paso, Texas. Very depressing place 
to go to, but it's good for players who are on their second and third plans. You know, there's most of these developmental teams, especially on this level, conference the same level, their second chance, you know, you know, they, they kill three people, but they were minors, so they get out of juvie. You can't go to Ohio State, but you can go to Utah after junior college, get yourself in the NFL. That's what they're looking at, right? Do you want to get cursed at, slapped in the face by Nick Saban, or do you want to get, come here, get treated like a king at UTEP, right? Better be a, a big fish in a small pond than a small fish in a big pond. Come here to UTEP. Get your starting time, get your reps, and get yourself into the NFL or become a coach. Get yourself an education, right? Second uh, chance, you. Dana Dimmel is their head coach. Again, corporate governance. He knows how to do more with less. He's a disciple, Hall of Fame coach, Bill Snyder at Kansas State. Again, an offensive coach. So when two offensive coaches go against each other, look for that game to go over, which they will August 26th against Jacksonville State. And my guy, Rich Rod, which we'll get to in a little bit. Uh at Northwestern, September the 9th, look for them to cover that game because they're going to be very organized. And the new head coach at Northwestern is not one of the older guys that's been there. He's a new guy who knows none of the players. He doesn't know anything. Should be a disaster. Uh, September the 9th, against a very well-coached, organized. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. So this is a very lucky situation for UTEP to be able to go to a Big Ten team and win there. And help recruiting, help the career of all these coaches as they have more continuity and they'll be back. All right. Uh, they have eight starters coming back on offense. They've got an offensive coach with eight starters back and seven on defense. So as long as they're steady, Freddie, get a hold of things, they should be very, very good at Northwestern. At Arizona next week, not so much. Uh, Look for them to be beat up if we're Arizona to cover. So that's UTEP. So you're getting actionable information to build your bankroll. Big game for UTEP against Northwestern. You got starters coming back there, uh, slotted to be second in that conference. And they have great corporate governance and coach Dana Demo from the Bill Schneider coaching tree. Remember, do your research, get as close to the truth as possible to be able to predict outcomes. Right? Every single podcast has a purpose and an outcome. So the purpose is to do the research. And as I do the podcast, I get Hawthorne effect, right? I get people scrutinizing the picks. And a lot of people are waiting for these podcasts, waiting from last year because we made them a lot of money, giving them early picks and being able to give them information, almost inside information. Actually, the next thing we're going to talk about, Middle Tennessee, we have inside information. Our guy, who should be the starting quarterback at TCU, we'll get into the Big 12 later. Chance Nolan played for Coach Stockstill at Middle Tennessee State. Another guy who's been there a long time. 17 years at Middle Tennessee State. Uh, they lose early, they win late. However, you got to look at what teams 
coaches, when they look at the season, are targeting. Last year, Middle Tennessee targeted Miami and beat Miami at Miami. And we covered because we knew Coach was going to do that. Again, get close to the truth, predict outcome. We also knew that he is lights out. Coaches like him, like Belichick, do a review in the middle of the season and make adjustments and they win late, like clockwork. Same thing with Coach uh, uh, Stockstill. He covered for us the last three games of the season. Charlotte, Florida Atlantic, and FIU. Actually, FIU covered for us, but we knew Coach was going to win because he wins late in the season, loses middle to early if they're not targeting a team. I think at Missouri might be a game they're targeting. Uh, they're gonna, they know they're gonna get killed at Alabama. So Alabama's just keeping yourself safe, uh, playing tight rotations. So when you play tight rotations, a guy who usually gets 40, 50 snaps, you play him 10 because he's your starter. You got bigger first to fry later in the season. Missouri is going to be in that mode against Middle Tennessee State. So Middle Tennessee State could target him and say, okay, we're going to know everything there is to know about Missouri, and we won't have tight rotations. Our guy who's good is going to pay 50 snaps. After that, Murray State, and they begin the conference schedule late at Western Kentucky on a Thursday night. Look for them to get killed in that game, right? He loses early in middle, a Thursday night game. Thursday night teams on the road suck. So, man, we're giving you a pick right there. Western Kentucky, September 28th against Middle Tennessee State. Again, uh, Blue Bloods don't necessarily need to have a million starts coming up on the offensive line. You have to study the talent level on that offensive line. With Blue Bloods, you need starters coming back. If you're in the 30s, disaster. You're in the 50s, veteran coach like him. You have a chance. So he has 50 career starts in the offensive line. Eight have starting experience. And one thing I missed last year, then I'm all over this year, is transfers and summer pickups. Because an offensive line like this, with 50 starts, dramatically changes if they get two transfer portal guys who shot people at Alabama and suddenly they have to go somewhere. So suddenly you bring in two criminals from Alabama and LSU who got kicked out of school, but they have 22 starts in the offensive line. So you go from 50 to 72 fast. And a coach like this experience is very good at picking up players from Juco, from your transfer portal. Uh, so look for that offensive line to be uh, fortified. They have a Jackson State transfer, Delvin Hayes, uh, originally at FAU, and FAU, that was when um, Lame Kiffin and uh, Willie Taggart were at FAU. They know how to pick talent. So this this is a legit guy to bring on the offensive line from Middle Tennessee State. Again, the game to look at will be when they get killed uh, at Western Kentucky, September 28th, but look for them to cover September 9th at Missouri. Because Missouri has good talent level, especially on defense, but not as good as Alabama. And since it's early in the in the season, you think Missouri's going to put a lot of their offense in their back pocket, wait for SEC play, and just try to gun it out. 
and win in a defensive struggle against Middle Tennessee State. So look for Middle Tennessee State to cover the spread in that game and look for that game to go under. And that's how we make money, doing our research on college football, especially what I call these little teams, right? Uh, Because a lot of people are just going to the casinos, drunk, betting blindly, right? And that's how we beat them. So, next team is a team that has done well the last couple of years. They had Malik Willis as starting quarterback. And that's your Liberty Flames. So, the Flames have 98 career starts on the offensive line to give Coach Codwell, who came from Coastal Carolina. Again, Coastal Carolina in transition, Liberty in transition. They've had a lot of success the last few years, but don't look for them to replicate them this season. However, the lines might not reflect that early. So we'll take advantage of that. Moving forward, Coach Cardwell, he graduates from Coastal Carolina, but you got to think the Coastal Carolina uh, program, the billionaire owner who invented Ameritrade, has billions upon millions of dollars, decides to become a football coach. He had his hands on that program. A lot. So you got to think that Codwell making pretty much a, a lateral move to Liberty had done so to have more control, more control over the program. Uh, he's a great recruiter. He's done well. Let's see what he how he does here at Liberty. He did a great offensive line coach hire and Bill Durkin, family of coaches. He comes over for him from Coastal, so he knows uh, that – he knows how to coach. He knows how to recruit at this level. So they're going to be a very interesting team. They should be able to hang in there. Uh, defensive coordinator is Skylar McGee. He was defensive line coach at Coastal. So that means that Mr. Caldwell knows how to build relationships and maintain relationships to get these guys going and get them over here at Liberty. Remember, Liberty Baptist, right? Liberty Baptist. Uh, they have a lot of money. There were Jerry Falwell was from the moral majority back in the day, one of the first televangelists. So their money on top of money in a rich place over there in uh, Virginia, getting close to Northern Virginia. However, they only have five stars back on offense, but a lot of starts in that offensive line. So you got to look, how can this coach mesh the transfer portal summer? You look at Lame Kiffin. Uh, you look at Lincoln Riley, both those guys with resources, like Liberty does have really good resources, where in one year be, were able to do well. So they have a very strategic buy, September the 30th. So look for them to suck the first four games, Bowling Green, uh, New Mexico State, at Buffalo and at FAU. Uh, FAU is going to, in New Mexico State and FAU are going to be conference games. Look for them not to do so well in the beginning. Remember, coaches like to recruit in two-year cycle. But look for them coming off that bye. Sam Houston State at home. Sam Houston State comes in there on a Thursday, short week. Look for Liberty to be able to cover in a situation like that. So that's the pick we're giving you right there. We're giving you a lot of picks so you can make money. You can make $150,000 like we do in college and NFL every year. Uh, So look for... Uh, Liberty to suck early and be good 
late as he gets his team together. And look for them to be lights out next year. Eight and five. Uh, look for them to lose a lot early. They'll probably be a 500 team. And that's Liberty. But they have a lot of starters coming back on that offensive line. And they have 98 starts on that offensive line. So I like that a lot for them to be able to control games with six minutes left in the fourth quarter and have these games go under. And they will cover late in the season, especially look for them to be able to sweep uh, Old Dominion, Massachusetts, and UTEP late in the season. Another very intriguing team, when you think of Lincoln Riley, you think of the air raid offense. Uh, Sonny Cormier is a Mike Leach disciple. This is his alma mater. Actually, Texas Tech is our alma mater. He was the offensive coordinator twice in 13 and 21. Was he interned for the bowl win? Actually, he is uh, alumni of Louisiana Tech. So that's very important. I was right the first time. And that's very important because he knows how to recruit the place. He likes the place, Ruskin, Louisiana. He knows how to recruit there. He knows the spots. And he has an offense where you can win doing more with less. Again, he's an offensive coach. So he goes against another guy who's an offensive coach. Look for this these games to go over. Three and nine last year. Remember, teams uh, – recruit in two-year cycle, so look for this to be an up cycle for him. It's going to be a great game August 26th against Coach Mack, Coach McIntyre, and FIU, who we'll get into uh, at SMU. So look for September the 2nd at SMU in the heat. Uh, the air raid, as we learned from Ben Rasloff. Remember, Ben Rasloff is now the receiver coach at San Diego. When he was with us on the podcast, he was a wide receiver for Western Kentucky. All right, Coach Halt and uh, Houston Baptist. Uh, Coach Keeley, who's now the offensive coordinator, I believe, at either Texas Tech or West Virginia. I'll, I'll have that in the episode notes. So we know that the air raid, one of the main processes of the air raid is to wear down teams in the second half. So September the 2nd in Dallas, Texas is going to be hot. Defense is going to be depleted. Look for these games to go over. So that's a pick there. Louisiana Tech at SMU. Look for that game to go over. Two offensive coaches going after each other. Next week, we'll talk about SMU and Coach Last, uh, uh, Lashley. Two offensive guys spread. Let's go. <laughs> uh, again, you got to look at corporate governance. New Mexico State, you got Jerry uh, uh I want to call him Krill. It's K-I-L-L, Coach Kill. He should not be coaching. He is married to the game of football. Doesn't talk to his wife and kids. All he does is watch film, go out there and recruit. Uh, The guy has a medical condition. He had a heart attack on the sidelines. He should not be coaching, but he loves football. And for us, what he does is cover. He covered the last five games of the season last year. This team was horrible. But he put them together. So this year is going to be the second year there. Look for them to overachieve once more. And look for them, November 11th, 
at Western Kentucky and November 25, Jacksonville State. Look for them to cover those games late in the season. So, again, like Coach Doc still, he's a guy who's been coaching for over 30 years. The teams get better as the season goes along, and they cover for us late, late in the season. And, again, you got to look at the offensive line. So, the, as far as the offensive line is concerned, uh, Coach has 62 starts coming back on that offensive line. So, again, by the end of the season, they're going to be over 100 and well-coached, and they're going to improve each week. That's why Coach covers for us late, right? And they have nine players coming back on offense, only four on defense. So, look, that's to be a problem. But I'll have it in the episode notes. Whatever they're over and under is for the season total, pick the over. The win total was three last year. We picked it, and they won six games. So that was easy. And that's your New Mexico State Aggies. Do a betting preview for them, how to make money betting New Mexico State. So you better know who Coach Kill is. He's married to the game of football. He might have a heart attack. They're watching one of their games. Might have a heart, another heart attack on the sideline. But he is going to cover for us late in the season. Another team that's going to win the season total over. Another great developmental coach who knows how to win more, do more with less. He's won more games at Colorado before um, he imploded there. Uh, he's won more games at San Jose State than the coach before or after. He's done a great job. Uh, he's a defense coordinator at uh, Memphis for that Ole Miss. His dad was a great coach. He's going to have this program rolling. Again, what is their network? They have the Texas Tech Power Five offensive coordinator, uh, David Yost, SSOC. And then Javon Duet is in a second year as a defensive coordinator for them. So, again, he knows how to do more than less. Look. I'll have it in the episode notes. Whatever the season total, let's go over. I got three. They should win six games this year, six or seven games this year. Uh, they have 55 starts on the offensive line. Again, great developmental coach. Late in the season, it'll be over 100. And again, he does more with less. All right. He does more with less. And they will improve as the season goes along. And they're a double buy team. So look for them to cover at New Mexico on a Wednesday night, October 4th, after the buy. And look for them to cover again. They're probably underdogs at Middle Tennessee State after a buy. He's a great coach. Uh, guys might have Hall of Fame talent as coach and be in Conference USA. That's the way life works out for them. Last two teams in Conference USA, another very intriguing team, is your Sam Houston Bearcats. Coach Keeler has been there since 2014. He guided them to a national title. So when teams and coaches win national titles at a lower level, you know they're married to the game of football. That's all they eat, drink, don't pay attention to their kids, their wives. They just focus on football and recruiting. Right, so these guys like that more often than not, people have done not done the research. Championship State, they will cover for us, especially late in the season. 
Look for them November 4th to kill Kennesaw State, Louisiana Tech, at West Virginia, at Middle Tennessee State. You're going to have to look hard at them uh, as they will improve as the season goes along. Now, they only have 50 starts on the offensive line. However, they're in the state of Texas. A lot of players. It's a top state high school, state for football. He knows how to get guys who have been thrown off, power five teams, good juco guys who have committed crimes. He knows how to get them into there. It's the same Houston. Have a legit team that we don't care where they came from. We just scare they cover and make us money. So that is Sam Houston State. Now, one team that fascinates me, coach that fascinates me is Rich Rod. Rich Rod was coach of Michigan. He did a great job at West Virginia. When West Virginia was down, he got him to win nine, 10 games, uh, whatever, 11 and 1, 11 and 2, beat uh, top teams in bowl games, goes to Michigan. The whole speech where he's crying, oh, Michigan, <laughs> they cried him for being weak and crying. Men don't cry, but Bo Schembecker said. So he gets fired, goes to Arizona resurrects the Arizona program that was down. He comes in, resurrects that program, but he started screwing his secretary and gets fired. So now he's at Jacksonville State. He's in the second year. He knows how to recruit. He has a great network of coaches, including Rod Smith, second-year office coordinator, great recruiter in that area. Uh, he was office coordinator in Quarterback coach at Illinois, 18 to 20 with the Lovey Smith era. Remember, Lovey Smith is a Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator and a team who got, uh, and a coach who got a team into the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman as his quarterback. So, Lovey Smith hires this guy as the offensive coordinator. Now he's at Jacksonville State. So, again, you got to look at marginal utility. Rod Smith is just as good of an offensive coordinator as any Power Five coordinator. Right? It's always better to be lucky than good. And it's always better to have connections and actually be good at your job. <laughs> That's the way America works. Uh, but Ross Smith is just as good as anybody else. Uh, defense coordinator is going to be Zach Alley in his second year. So Coach Rich Rod knows what he's doing. So look for, more often than not, Jacksonville State picked ninth in Conference USA to be able to cover, and it's going to be a great game, a war, that I'm going to watch against UTEP. So that is your Conference USA preview. We gave you a lot of information. If you're chasing and you see these games late at night, you know something about Conference USA. And you can use this podcast as a reference all year long to make your picks on teams that you might not have the access or done your research of or have the knowledge base I have been watching and making money off these coaches in fundamental analysis and corporate governance for years. And a lot appreciate everybody that's been following along. The super fans we have, we like seeing that. All the different 43 platforms to have alerts when we go on. And again, we're gonna have different people come on the podcast, help me out with the research. But when you give one like we do, you always get 10 back. So it's better to give than to receive. You end up making more money that way. Salesmen think short-term. Businessmen and women think long-term. And like William Churchill said, you make a life from, you make a living 
from your labor. This is what he said. You make a living from your labor, but you make your life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESPC Podcast Network. That's why this one don't cost $800 and that goes to work. And I don't know what that costs, I'm just shitting the work. That's why I work with the Jews.